Welcome to day 10 of season 3, Shaped by the Word, Story of the Prophets. Uh, we're reading the book of Amos, but uh, more than anything else, we've entered into the story of the prophets as uh, the nation of Judah and the nation of Israel. Uh, the once united people of God have become two nations. Uh, both are going their own way. Both are living in very prosperous times, but their prosperity is bringing them into a place of pride and a place of complacency. And uh, they are far from God as they could possibly be. Amos is, is from the southern kingdom, so he has the uncomfortable job of going to the northern kingdom. And their tensions are already high between the two nations and announcing you know, judgment in the northern kingdom when everyone in the northern kingdom, especially their nobles and their kings and their rulers, are looking around and saying, uh, everything's going great. Why should we fear judgment? Uh, why should we fear the hand of the Lord? And so when we come into uh, Amos chapter 7, uh, we're encountering 7 and 8, uh, four images of judgment. It will have you know locust and fire, a plumb line and ripe fruit, mm-hmm. all as images of judgment. There'll be a kind of interlude in the middle of it, which we'll cover in today's reading. Uh, Amos will encounter one of the prophets uh, of the king and one of the temples that he has created that is doing nothing but uh, prophesying prosperity for the people. And you see the difference between uh, one who is called by God and one who is uh, simply uh, reflecting the culture of his day and the day of his time. So as we uh, read Amos 7, as always, we we come knowing we have a wonderful gift of seeing God through his word, seeing ourselves uh, through the indictments you know, of Scripture. We don't do the same thing, but we certainly are made of the same stuff, have the same heart. Mm-hmm. often drift in complacency and pride, and we hear the call of Scripture to know God and to follow Him and, and walk in His grace. Mm-hmm. So before we read, Cindy, do you mind lifting us up with a word of prayer? No. Father, just like Paul just said, it's, it's so common to us to, uh, to drift, whether that's through pride or complacency or just all of that, Father. We just ask that you would use this time in your Word to convict our hearts of those areas, Father, that you would help us to see just where we um, fall short of being a people who walk in obedience with you and who love you. And uh, we just pray for this time, that you would deepen our faith and encourage us in your word. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amos chapter 7. This is what the sovereign Lord showed me. He was preparing swarms of locusts after the king's share had been harvested and just as the late crops were coming up. When they had stripped the land clean, I cried out, Sovereign Lord, forgive us. How can Jacob survive? He is so small. So the Lord relented. This will not happen, the Lord said. This is what the sovereign Lord showed me. The sovereign Lord uh, was calling for judgment by fire. It dried up the great deep and devoured the land. Then I cried out, Sovereign Lord, I beg you, stop. How can Jacob survive? He is so small. So the Lord relented. This will not happen either, the sovereign Lord said. This is what he showed me. The Lord was standing by a wall that had been built true to plumb with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord asked me, What do you see, Amos? A plumb line, I replied. Then the Lord said, Look, I'm setting a plumb line among my people Israel, and I will spare them no longer. The high places of Isaac will be destroyed, and the sanctuaries of Israel will be ruined with my sword. I will rise against the house of Jeroboam. Then Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, sent a message to Jeroboam, king of Israel. Amos is raising conspiracy against you in the very heart of Israel. The land cannot bear all his words, for this is what Amos is saying. 
Jeroboam will die by the sword, and Israel will surely go into exile away from their native land. Then Amaziah said to Amos, Get out, you seer. Go back to the land of Judah. Earn your bread there and do your prophesying there. Don't prophesy anymore at Bethel, because this is the king's sanctuary in the temple of the kingdom. Amos answered Amaziah, I was neither prophet nor the son of prophet, but I was a shepherd and also took care of sycamore figs. But the Lord took me from tending the flock and said to me, Go prophesy to my people Israel. Now then hear the word of the Lord. You say, do not prophesy against Israel and stop preaching against the descendants of Isaac. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. Your wife will become a prostitute in the city and your sons and daughters will fall by the sword. Your hand will be, uh, your land will be measured and divided up and you yourself will die in a pagan country. And Israel will surely go into exile away from their native land. Uh, so you have the images of judgment. It's kind of an interesting uh, way that these judgments are presented, you know, where God, mm-hmm. you know, calls for a swarm of locusts, and then you hear Amos as his prophet crying out, Lord, forgive, Israel's too small, she cannot, you know, withstand this. And then you also see fire coming down and consuming even the great deep. And Amos cries out, Israel is too small, she cannot stand it. In both cases, you know, mm-hmm. God, God relents. And of course, this is a wonderful image of the judgment of God is not nearly as bad as it could be, but it is indeed coming because I've taken out a plumb line mm-hmm. and, and I've measured your wall and it's far from straight. It's far from lining up with who I am and the character that I've revealed to you in my scripture. And then, of course, you have uh, you know, a prophet who is prophesying good things you know, for the king and is kind of going with the winds of the time <laughs> and is telling people everything you know, that they want to hear, which is what Paul warns us in the latter days. Uh, we're going to find teachers we're fond of, and the reason we like them is mm-hmm. because they reinforce the things that we want to hear rather than challenging us you know, with the things that we need to hear. Paul says they tell us exactly what our itching ears want to hear, mm-hmm. and uh, they reinforce everything wrong in us uh, without exposing what can be made right, you know, through God's grace. And as Amos, I love the way Amos says, look, I'm not here you know, because I wanted to be a prophet. <laughs> I was like, I was fine over here. I, yeah, I'm not a prophet. I'm not a son of a prophet. I had a lot of really nice sheep and some nice, you know, uh, sycamore fig trees. And I, I'm just fine, you know, kind of dressing yeah. the fig trees and tending to my sheep. Yeah. But God has called me to come. And this is not my word. This is his word. And this is not only something that a nation will experience, but it's something you, Amaziah, will experience in your own lifetime. That's how near it is. You know, you yourself will experience the devastation of this moment, and your wife will be turned in the streets. And it, uh, the horror of a nation who's rejected God, they've built their own fortresses, as Cindy pointed out earlier you know, this week, mm-hmm. and they've rejected God and have lost his protection and come under his judgment. And it's a horrific sight. Mm-hmm. You know, as awful as swarming locusts must be, and <laughs> the judgment by fire, the great judgment of not measuring up to God's standard. And we all are there. We all fall short of that perfect plumb line. And that's terrifying. And I can't even imagine, apart from um, the hope of Christ, you know, that we would all be undone for sure. That is. No, that it, it is. Uh, you know, obviously, this is the way that Paul, you know, describes. You know, both Jew and Gentile alike. You know, there is no difference. You know, between 
uh, Jew and Greek for all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. And that that's, you know, that that's the essence of our sin. So the reason we can be prideful and the reason we can be complacent, which is what Amos has said, you as a nation, you're both prideful and complacent. Mm-hmm. So the reason we can be both complacent and prideful is because we have measured ourselves uh, wrongly. Mm-hmm. We've not measured ourselves by God's standard of righteousness and justice. We've measured ourselves by the people around us, and we just kind of blend into our culture. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to feel pretty good about ourselves, <laughs> you know, uh, when we compare ourselves to a culture that is drifting further and further, yeah. you know, from God. It, it is not easy to feel good about ourselves when uh, we put the true plumb line of God's word next to us and we hear his indictment. Right. against us mm-hmm. and of course even paul would say in grace all scriptures god breathed and is useful for teaching it sets a standard for us mm-hmm. for rebuking uh you know challenging us where we fall short of that standard for training in righteousness bringing us into line you know with god's word and of course in this case the plumb line uh, is shown how far they are from god but there is no response mm-hmm. yeah and like as well as we're looking at amos um and you can tell me if I'm being too imaginative, Paul, but I do see some of Jesus in here in the sense of we know all the scriptures speaking of him and, and pointing to him. And so we, we see the sovereign Lord and, and we see his judgment, but then we see Amos kind of standing as a mediator between the judgment of God and the people. And we see that the Lord does relent when, when Amos comes in, and, but yet we're always still dealt with that tension all throughout scripture of God's justice and God's mercy and, and we know he's going to have to be a just god but he's also a god of mercy and then that's where we see christ come where god's justice isn't relented but it is poured out on him so that we can receive the mercy and even just a little touch of amos being a shepherd and then christ what he's he's our chief shepherd right not just tending flocks but but tending his, his new people who have received that mercy and guiding them and, and caring for them and so I just kind of like all the scriptures pointing to Jesus and we see these little glimpses here and there of him. Yeah. No, not only that, and the way that he he addresses, uh, you know, the tree or the vine or the fruit so that can be even more, you know, more fruitful. So you do mm-hmm. see those uh, reflections, you know, your reflections in, in Amos as well. And, and of course, you have these two statements of judgment and then the plumb line. And of course, because of the plumb line, we are judging of, 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 of this judgment. And, and of course, even if you know the coming of Assyria will not be quite as horrible as the locust or the end of the fire, uh, the impending judgment of those who continue to re- reject God will be far worse and, mm-hmm. and far more dreadful, you know, than this. And so there is an invitation in, in God's grace. Even His pronouncements of judgment are there, mm-hmm. so that we might repent and so that we might return and so that we might find grace. And it's not that He relents in his judgment uh, without having placed his judgment on the person of Christ. Mm-hmm. And of course, the picture of the plumb line is he is the one who is the true mm-hmm. righteousness of God, and yet he received our punishment yeah. on him. Mm-hmm. So and never too imaginative to see, uh, to see Christ in God's judgment and in God's mercy, mm-hmm. that, because that's where the two come together yeah, exactly. in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Father, we thank you for time in your word. We thank you that in Christ we, we've seen not only um, your judgment satisfied, but also we see the wonderful display of your mercy and your grace for those who could not measure up for us.
Mm-hmm. So thank you for that. May we be renewed. May we delight and may we find much joy as we look to Jesus, um, our chief shepherd. May he guide us. May he lead us. And may we joyfully follow him. We pray this all in his name. Amen. Amen.